Today on episode number 558 of the School of Podcast, and we've got a cool because of my podcast story, we're going to talk about have you really done everything you can to promote your podcast? And we've got another installment of how to not make money in podcasting. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005. I'm your personal podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so very, very much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, hey, welcome aboard. Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to take my 20 plus years of helping people understand technology and I'm going to help you massage your message. I'm going to help you tackle that technology, face your fears, flatten that learning curve, and not just get you podcasting, but get you podcasting in the right direction. The website you want to go to is schoolofpodcasting.com. The coupon you want to use is listener, L-A-S-T-E-N-E-R, and I hope to see you on the inside. Now, before I get into things, next weekend, I'm going to be in Nashville, Tennessee. Yeehaw! At the big podcast event. That is done by my buddy David Hooper and Rick Roberts, who's a comedian. And uh, it's all about growing your audience. And David reached out to me and said, hey, just so you know, I've got a coupon code for you if you want to hand this out. If you go over to bigpodcast.com, use the coupon code SOP. The uh, fee for this, it's just a one-day event. It's $97. And if you use that coupon code, it knocks 50 bucks off. And that is this coming weekend. I'll be driving down Friday. I'll be there uh, Saturday and then leaving on Sunday. Looks uh, like to be a lot of fun. Again, check it out at bigpodcast.com. But I'd always like to start off the show with a kind of because of my podcast story. And I actually have a couple. And this is from Jessica Rhodes of Internet Connections. And she did a live panel at an event and recorded it. And I wanted to share some of the things that people are saying that have happened because of their podcast. And some of the panel had just been interviewed on shows. Some of them had their own podcast. But one person said, getting interviewed has helped his public speaking, his ability a hundredfold. Because you just get used to, number one, organizing your thoughts, presenting your thoughts, and the fact that now you're doing it in front of people, you're kind of used to that. The other person said it's brought clarity about his message. He had to explain what his business does over and over and over and doing so again and telling his story so many times, it really kind of brought clarity to his message and really helped fine tune it so that it really intrigued people to want to know more about his business. And then one guest was so nervous in the beginning, he says, but 10 years later, he can trace back, check this out, all of his clients have come from his podcast. And he said, and many of his best relationships. So you can find this at jessicarhodes.biz. And I've got a link to it out in the show notes at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 588. All right, I'm going to be talking with Jessica Kufferman here in just a bit about how to not make money in podcasting. But what I want to ask you right now, I, I was listening to a book called uh, let's see, was it Feed the Muscle? Yeah, Feed the Muscle, Burn the Fat. And it's a really cool book. I'm trying to get into weightlifting. It's really not my, I, I you've heard the whole no pain, no gain thing. I was just stopped at the no pain part. But uh, as you get older, you need to lift weights. So I was listening to this book and in it, there's this story about a guy at Tony Robbins. Now, if you don't know who Tony Robbins is, he's this giant business guru with a giant business head. I mean, he's just got a huge noggin. 
and he's really, if you've never seen his, his, uh, thing on Netflix, his documentary or whatever, it's really good. And I remember when I was in my twenties listening to awaken the giant within, I think was the name of the book. He's one of those guys that makes you think. And there was this guy at one of his events and he told Tony, he's like, look, Tony, I don't know what to do. I've done everything. I mean, I've done everything to grow my audience. And since he had tried, well, everything, Tony asked him, he said, well, tell me the last 100 things you've tried. To this, the man then answered, well, um, I don't know if I've tried. I don't, I don't know if I can remember. I, I don't know that I've tried 100 things. And then Tony stated, okay, well, then tell me the last 50 things you did. And as you might imagine, the man said, uh, I haven't really tried. I don't know that I've made it up to 50 just yet. So then Tony replied, okay, fine, whatever. Tell me the last 10 things you've tried. And it turns out that the guy had only tried like three or four things. And I think this is what happens sometimes when it comes to growing your audience. I think some of us come on board. We think if I just list myself in iTunes, that my audience will just show up. And if you have really good content, that kind of is true, but it will be very, very, very slow. Because somebody will find it, they'll tell a friend, they'll tell a friend. And just being an iTunes, you you have to promote it. And so I think there are times that you go, you know, I've tried everything that I can think of to to promote my podcast. But there's got to be more ways to connect with your audience. And sometimes many of them just require just a little bit of time to set up some technology. You can automate a lot of this stuff. And so what we're going to do today is we're going to look at ourselves. We're going to look ourselves right in the mirror and ask ourselves, have we really, really, I mean, really done everything to promote our show? Because if you're looking at yourself going, I've done everything there is really. Cause I'm pretty sure there are things I know I could do that I haven't. I was uh, talking with somebody on Facebook and he was doing a show on uh, kind of like track and field, I think it was. And he was going to track meets. And I said, well, have you interviewed anybody at the, uh, at the event? And uh, he was like, "Mm, I don't know if he had or not. I said, do you wear a t-shirt with your, your logo and your website? No. So there's always these little things that you can do to do that. So I just wanted to point out some of the the real basic ones. And so number one, social media, this is where most of us jump to immediately. And then when it doesn't light a fire to a thousand downloads, we're like, well, I've tried everything really. So you should be promoting your show on obviously on social media channels that you have. And there are, there are plugins. There's a great plugin that I love called social warfare that not only allows you to uh, makes it easy to share things, but you can actually specify, use this image on Pinterest, use this image on Twitter. It's pretty cool. There are automated tools like social jukebox. I like that a little better than meet Edgar because it's um, cheaper. And then there are, are you getting the most out of your media hosts like Spreaker and Blueberry? Uh, those will publish your files as a video to YouTube. We'll get to Lipson here in a second. Uh, Spreaker will tweet out about your episode Blueberry will create a sample of your show. They'll kind of make a little a little mini episode out of your episode. And you can tweet that. And you can also put that out on Facebook. And I believe they also do YouTube. Libsyn 
And if you always wonder, what the heck is Libsyn? It stands for Liberated Syndication. So with Libsyn, you can upload a single post to Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, iHeartRadio, LinkedIn, Blogger, and Tumblr. And if you're lucky enough, we can actually also uh, connect you with Spotify. But Spotify has to approve you. And right now, they're not approving hardly anybody. But these are things that you set up once. And if you don't know how, contact your media host. Contact Blueberry, Spreaker, Libsyn, and say, hey, I heard I can set this thing up to automatically tweet this stuff. How do I do that? Well, they can tell you. And it's literally, you're looking at probably 10 minutes worth of work, if that. You just have to remember your password. And sometimes that's the hardest part. And this is something you you do once, and then the next time you put on an episode, it just goes. Now, again, that's not going to bring you 10,000 listeners, but it's a way to share your show without you having to think about it. Make sure you're in all four directories. I just did an episode of the podcast, or I'm sorry, of the uh, Ask the Podcast Coach at askthepodcastcoach.com, and I did a thing with my audience and I called it Podcast Website Rodeo because I do a, a show called Podcast Rodeo Show where I listen to the the first part of your show. I give you my first impression. And I did the same thing with people's websites. And I was surprised at how many times there was no contact button. There was no subscribe button. There was no way to play your podcast on your front page. There are these little things that if you're looking for your downloads to grow – You've got to make it easy. So one of the things that I was really surprised with, there are four main directories that I recommend. And the first one is Apple Podcasts. Now, you might know it as iTunes, but they've rebranded. So a lot of us now just call it Apple Apple iTunes, Apple Pod. It's, yeah. But technically, it's Apple Podcasts. Uh, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play Music. Those are the big four. And if you're in iTunes especially, he said, correcting himself and saying Apple Podcasts, uh, then you're automatically submitted to a lot of other apps like um, Pocket Casts and a couple other ones that you're automatically in when you're in uh, Apple Podcasts. So that's the main thing. Are you in all of those? Because sometimes you just put it in iTunes and there are these things called Android phones that don't get podcasts and realize that the actual desktop version of iTunes is only used by I'm going to guess around 20% based on some of the stats from Libsyn that about 80% of people are listening on a mobile device. So if you see something in the iTunes desktop that's not quite right, realize that almost, you know, the the majority of people are not using that software. So that's where I say, are you in those directories? And then do you have subscribe buttons on your website? So one way to keep those numbers going up is to get people to subscribe. Ratings and reviews are fine. That Those are social proof. But we know that the total number of downloads, and we believe subscribers, come into play with pushing yourself up the Apple Podcast charts. But keep in mind that even being at the top of the charts isn't going to do a ton for you, but it is better than being at the bottom, obviously. And so when we say subscribe buttons, this includes buttons for Android. There's a website that I've been using now. If you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash Android, and that redirects people to subscribe on android.com. And what you do is you go over and you put your RSS feed into this. And at the bottom of the page, it gives you a link to your show 
that when you send people to that, if they don't have an app on their Android, it'll say, here are a bunch of free ones you can download. Now, if they have an app that they have on their, you know, their phone and it's listed there, it'll automatically just subscribe them in that app. That's pretty cool. And it's free. That's from the people over at Blueberry. And uh, so that's really easy to do. And if another way to get subscribe buttons on your website, because a lot of times if you go to Apple, uh, the, you know, you have to kind of go through their guidelines and then you're downloading pictures and how do I do it? Super. If you're on WordPress, especially my buddy, Daniel J. Lewis from the audacity to podcast has a great plugin called social subscribe and follow that creates. And it's, it really is amazing looking subscribe buttons. Cause that's half the battle sometimes is finding the right button. And I'll have links to this again out at school podcasting.com slash five, eight, eight. So, you know, are you using social media? Are you in all the big directories? Do you have subscribe buttons on your website? Do you have share buttons on your website? And I don't mean, do you believe in, no, not that kind of share buttons, S-H-A-R-E buttons. And again, there are, you know, great plugins for this, uh, social warfare. There's, um, there's a ton. If you go into the uh, WordPress plugin directory and just type in share buttons, there's a bazillion of them. And this just makes it easy for your audience to tweet out the show, to email the show, to share the show, hence the name share buttons. And there are even players like the Coolcast player uh, that have share buttons on it. The Smart Podcast player, I believe, has share buttons on it. Uh, Simple Podcast player, I don't believe does, but both now the Smart Podcast player and the Simple Podcast player both have the ability now to collect email addresses. That's pretty cool which may be another way, again, to drive downloads. But the thing is with players, and I'm not anti-player. I just, again, don't get hung up too much on players because I just said 80% of people are listening on a portable device. And I'm taking that as an app. Now, they might be on your website on you know Safari or Chrome or something like that on the phone, but I, I don't put a huge amount of importance on the player. Um, but, and that's where you might want to look at your website on your phone and go, can people share this on a phone? So, cause you want people to go, man, this was good. I got to tell Bert. Well, now they can't find a way to do that. If you can make it easy again, these are lo- these are things that you spend a little bit of time on and then they just work forever. Another thing that I've done is I've had three people sign up for the school of podcasting and I got to be on TV all from a local meetup, I've said the easiest way to create relationships is face-to-face. And I mentioned the big podcast event in Nashville. You know why I'm going to that? Number one, David Hooper's cool. Uh, number two, uh, I'm going to get to meet probably a bunch of people that I haven't met before. And it's going to be small, which means I'm really going to get to know some people. It's not going to be like podcast movement where you're kind of outnumbered 2,000 to 1 and you're, you're trying to meet everybody and I'm sure I'm blowing off people that I shouldn't be or things like that. I love the fact that I can take my time to really get to know people. And when you get involved with a small event, the bigger they get, it's kind of like Todd Cochran uh, over at the new media show and Geek News Central and also the guy behind Blueberry. He really got to know the guys at GoPro before they were GoPro. And now he can actually get an interview with those guys because those guys remember Todd helped us when we were nothing. So 
that's one of the reasons I'm going. To me, it's all about relationships. When it comes to building your downloads, I, I think it really does start with one person at a time. Now, that's a really slow way to do it, but that's one of the reasons why I'm going. Now, if you don't have a local meetup and you can just go to meetup.com, well, then do what I did. I created one. In fact, if you're listening to this on the 17th of October, I'm sorry, the 16th of October, uh, then uh, check neohiopodcasters.com because we're meeting tonight at seven o'clock and um, you can create one. And my buddy, Glenn, the geek, Hebert, you might know him from horseradionetwork.com. He has a great phrase. It's not who you know. It's who knows you. And so getting to know people face-to-face is a great way to do that. The other thing, again, reach out to similar podcasts. Some of my best friends, Daniel J. Lewis uh, from the Audacity to Podcast, Ray Ortega, who does the Podcaster Studio, Mike Dell, who actually works for a comp- uh, competitor of mine. I, I work for Libsyn. He works for Blueberry. He also does the Podcast Help Desk. Really cool guy. I've known, I've known Mike for over 10 years. And, and there are others that I'm, you know, I could go down a whole list here. Reach out to them and see if they'd like to maybe co-host an episode or create a segment together or be interviewed or, 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 or whatever. Remember, there, there really isn't any competition in podcasting. And you're like, wait, why? You, you guys both do about the same subject. Nah. You can listen to me on Monday. You can listen to Daniel on Tuesday. You can listen to Ray on Wednesday. You can listen to Mike on Thursday et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, keep that in mind. Reach out to to similar podcasts because they, now some people won't do it. I'll be honest with you, but you can probably share audiences and that's fine because those people really love your subject. So why wouldn't they want to listen to another show? Reach out to a business. If I did a show about weddings, like let's say I just, I don't know, it was a wedding planner or whatever. I just, I was in the wedding industry. I would reach out to every single dress shop in my local area and see if I could put some CDs at the checkout. Remember those CDs, little round things and have like sample episodes and explanations on where to find more of it, things like that. And say, look, can I put like a little box of these at the checkout? And then maybe I'll put a link to your website on the show. Maybe I'll mention you on my show because those people are my target audience. Now, another thing you might do, Go record people at events. I mentioned this uh, earlier today. I was talking with the the guy that does the the kind of track and field show. And he's like, actually, yeah, I think he said he already did. Because you can do this, number one, with your phone in many cases and get decent audio. Now, granted, if it's windy outside, if it's noisy and things like that, but then just call attention to it. Say, we're here at the, uh, you know, semifinals of the, you know, whatever state final, blah, blah, blah. I'm talking here with Coach Bison. Yeah, yeah, and just do the Bob Barker where you pass your phone back and forth. You can do that. You can buy a Zoom H1 for 99 bucks. The thing's the size of a Snickers bar. You can stick it in your pocket. So you can actually go out and record events. If you didn't hear my episode with Danny Pena from Gamer Tag Radio, this is a guy that started out with a cassette deck back in the day. And he would go out when they were releasing a new game and people would be lining up for the, the Midnight Madness sale. And he would go out and record them with a cassette deck and then put them on the show. You know, give these people your business card. You you do have business cards for your your show, right? Give them a business card. Tell them they'll be on a future episode. That's a way to get more downloads. 
Um, and, but the bottom line is, again, if we go back to this, you know, if you're saying, you're so, I've done everything I can to promote my show. I don't know what else to do. Really? Really? I mean, speaking of Daniel and Ray, we actually do a show together. It's a Ray show, Podcasters Roundtable. And uh, we did an episode, and I don't want to recreate it here, so I'm going to stop here. But if you like these kind of ideas, uh, over at podcastersroundtable.com, we did an episode called How to Grow Your Audience from Hundreds to Thousands. It's actually a presentation we did at Podcast Movement. And uh, I'll have links to that again out in the show notes at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 588. The point here is that there are probably more ideas here than you realized and realize that some of these like calling local businesses or, you know, all the, the ones that you go, Hmm, that, that might actually, you know, engage with some people. It takes a little bit of work. And I, Gary, do you know, Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V he's that really hyper spastic guy that drops the F bomb about every 10 F and seconds, F and F and F and F and man, that guy loves the F word. Holy cow. And I'll have a link to his video. And he explained that if it was him, because he's all about the hustle, man. And I kind of like Gary V. I sometimes worry that he promotes a lifestyle where people are sleeping three hours a day. They're ignoring their family. And they're I, almost to the point where if their business fails, you're setting them up to want to commit suicide. Now, that's putting a lot of words in Gary's mouth. But I'm just saying... I get worried when I hear about hustle, 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 hustle. I don't think he believes that. In fact, I know he doesn't because he's really into his family. He's really into his daughter, but he does come across sometimes. So don't get that from Gary because that's not what he's meaning. And that's not what I'm saying here, but he has a really cool video out. Oh, and his, his kind of his mantra right now is do it. He said, if I had a blog or a podcast, he said, I would call every blog or podcast on whatever his topic was and ask them to either come on the show or to promote his show, something like that. He goes, and you know what? One in every 347 will write you back. He goes, and that's better than zero. And he said, it's time to stop reading. It's time to stop watching videos. It's time to quit listening to podcasts about podcasting. I know from Dave Jackson. Did you just say that? Yes. But the reason you need to quit doing it's time to start doing it. You know, if you're thinking about getting into podcasting, you can read articles all day and you'll get really confused because one will say you need to launch with at least 15 episodes. And then someone like me will go, it doesn't really matter. Three would probably work. Then some will say your absolute goal, you must be a new and noteworthy. I think I just threw open my mouth just, just a little bit. Uh, and there are other people like me that go, it's not really that important anymore. See new and noteworthy info. And the bottom line is you can't improve what you don't start. And so keep that in mind that if you're looking at yourself going, I don't know what to do with my show. Cause I know I did this. I'll give you an example. There is a school in my state that teaches people about broadcasting. I've never reached out to them. There are students there that want to get on the radio. And I understand. They, I can't get them on the radio, but I can get them in front of an audience. I need to reach out to them because it's it's not that far from where I live. And I haven't done it because, well, I'd have to actually get out of my chair. 
I'd actually have to dial a phone. I'd actually have to talk to a person as opposed to just click a button on a website and send it off into the atmosphere. So I'm guilty of this too, going, I think I've done everything I can. Well, no. And it's my teacher background. I, I am ingrained in the phrase constant improvement. I always think there's room for improvement. And so as we get ready to to move forward into the future here and you're going, I don't know what else to do. I'm going to tell you to look in the mirror and go, really? Because there probably is something that you could do to grow your podcast just a little more. Jessica Kufferman has been on my show. She runs jkmagency.com. She's also one of the co-hosts of the She Podcast show with Elsie Escobar. She's hilarious. She's got a ton of knowledge in her head. I've had her on the show before. I'll put a link to that out in the show where she's been selling advertising in one fashion or another for many, many moons. And she wanted to help, uh, you know, podcasts without a ton of downloads have a hard time sometimes getting a sponsor. And obviously she would love to work with people who have a ton of downloads, but sometimes if you don't have a ton, you might still be able to get a sponsor and you can find her at jkmagency.com. But the problem is, is what we're finding out here. And we're not doing this to poke fun at anybody. We're all going to learn this together. But in the same way that podcasting is another skill to learn, when you have an advertiser, I know this from firsthand experience, it's a whole other set of work. They go, oh, wait, I got to do the what now and the thing and the okay and the what. And so we have these stories that occasionally she will share with us and we're dubbing these how to not make money in podcasting. I have a couple shows who I have been lucky enough to place with some very large advertising clients. And the fun part about large advertising clients is that they have very specific instructions. Sometimes the instructions are so specific that unfortunately to get everything into the ad, it's like a two minute ad, even though they're only paying for like 45 seconds, but it can be tough. You have to read the instructions very, very carefully. So I've had one show Gosh, it's so funny, but it's also sad. If they're listening, I'm sorry. It's just adorable. So they've never taken ads before. So this is actually some of the first ads I've even placed on their show. First time around, they do the ad and he does the most amazing endorsement. It's personal. It's funny. He never mentioned the offer at all or or even the website. Yeah, this is the best company ever. Yada, yada, yada. You guys should check it out. It's really funny. Have we ever done this? Yes, we've done that. You know, he did a little shtick with his co-host and then just say, check it out. It's great. Meanwhile, they had a very specific like $30 off coupon. If you went to this exact URL Oops. and said the, what, yeah. <laughs> so they say, well, he did a great job, but we need a make good. It's called a make good when you screw up and have to do another one for free. No problem. I'll do the next one for free. This time comes around, he uses the coupon code as the URL. Okay. So ra- <laughs> so rather than saying it's $30 off, all you have to do is go to this website, advertiser.com forward slash my podcast name. Instead, he said, use coupon code my podcast name and get $30 off. Got it. So now they need a third make good. So now that's four ads. The last time around, he says, and this is a, oh God, I haven't even told him he made this infraction because I'm just afraid at this point. But like, it was a daycare. 
it was like a find a babysitter type of website. Mm-hmm. And he must have just skimmed the instructions because what he actually said during the ad is it's America's number one family health care website. And they said, not only can we not pay for this ad, but you might have to take it down because we don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Oops. So the lesson here is, is read the ad copy understand, (laughs) understand what you need to say. The instructions are so important. So important. Now there've been times when I've had ads that like they read the instructions, they did everything perfectly and they didn't have personal experience. Right. And so, and so the advertiser will come back and say, well, they didn't say personal experience, so we won't pay for it. And, and like, I have heard also like uh, agencies come back to the advertiser and say, you didn't spell the company name, so we're not paying for it. And in some cases you can just be like, no, but in these cases, I've had to be like, yeah, they didn't. Yeah, that's just embarrassing. And there's been a couple of shows that did. that was just one in particular. But there's been several that use the wrong coupon code or the wrong. You are, you know, the offer is really the most important part. Yeah. So they can't pay for it if the offer is wrong. Now, you know? is this something do I dare even suggest this? Should they start sending you like a, a test ad? Yeah, I'm, I think we're going to start getting proofs for sure. But you can say it right in the proof and wrong in the ad, right? I mean, That's like true. that guy had to do it three times. Oops. Three times, Dave. Well, you know what they say. I don't know. The, I, the fourth time's the charm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I appreciate people's like, I, right. I'm one of those people that likes to go off the cuff with sponsors. Yeah. But I usually have the bullets in front of me so I don't like hack it up to pieces, I guess. So that's it. Because yeah. I, I think I'm with you. I like when they're not just. Go to the store because it's good. I like this product. They've been in business since blah, blah, blah. Tell Timmy to use this. You know, I hate when they just read the bullet points. But in this case, you also have to remember the things that you absolutely must say. So, yeah, I mean, another sticking point I've been having lately is there there. I have a few shows that will only do a certain amount of spots in their show. And granted, you don't want six. In a half hour or a 45 minute show. But the question really is, Dave, how many is too many? How few is too few? Does that depend on how many you can make per ad? Like if you can make $200 per ad Mm. and you have one show a week, so that's $800 a month. If you want four times that, you either have to grow your show to the point where you can make $800 an ad. I had to do a little math. or you have to take more ads, right? Right. See, so, that's interesting. I think a lot of that depends on the ad, like how well it matches the audience and then the delivery. I mean, Howard Stern used to do like three minute ads because in the middle of it, he just bust into a bit. That's right. And they were fascinating. Yeah. I think that's the key. It's it's when it's. I love that. You know, I, I think when you're peddling the, I don't know, grandma's knitting kit on the heavy metal show, I don't think that's going to go over well. So, yeah, so that's my how not to make money. That's this time's how not to make money. Thank you so much for this opportunity. You're welcome. Hey, I can't believe it's October already. And it just dawned on me that in November, I, I want to have uh, a question of the, of the month. In December, I already have one. That'll be my favorite podcast is. So a couple of things here that I need, I would love your input on. And the first one is, of course, the same thing we do every single year, and that is, what is your favorite podcast? If you had to pick just one, 
what one would it be? And I realize it's hard. I, everybody starts off. This is so hard that I have to, okay. all I need is what's your favorite podcast and why this is always my last episode of the year, which will be oddly enough on Christmas this year, December 25th will be the last one of the year. So you can uh, record that. So it would be like, Hey, my name is Dave Jackson from the school podcasting.com. I teach people how to podcast at school podcasting.com. My favorite podcast is the blank, blank, blank show. And here's why that dude is hilarious. And he said, you know, whatever you want to say um, about your favorite podcast. So that's one. I need that by we'll go November 13th, 2017, because that takes weeks to put together. Then for November, and I will need this by November 23rd. Let me take this back. Yes, November 20th, excuse me. And that is, what do you plan on doing differently in 2018? So we talked about today going, I've done all I can. Maybe you've already gone, really? And looked in the mirror and said, all right, this is what I'm going to do different next year as we realize that this year by the time we blink halloween's going to blow through thanksgiving in the u.s is going to blow through then we got christmas and then snow and in 2018 is going to smack us in the face so if you could let me know by november 20th what are you going to be doing differently you know i'm going blind here with a calendar yes by november 20th what are you going to be doing differently in 2018 and if you could let me know by November 13th, what your favorite podcast is and why. And the reason that one's earlier is it just takes longer because I'm going to get a ton of those, which is great. I love to get all the feedback, but that one literally, because I used to transcribe those and things like that. Maybe I won't transcribe it anymore, but I would love to have your feedback on that for the, my favorite podcast is just put my favorite podcast is 2017. And for the, what am I doing differently in 2018? Send that to me, Dave at schoolofpodcasting.com. Both those, you can email me and just put uh, 2018 in the subject line. And uh, you'll be hearing your smiling voice here on the podcast. Don't forget to give out your website and your quick little 15-word plug about your show. Hey, speaking of 2018, if you plan on starting a podcast in 2018, and you just want a little extra help, go out to start podcasting in six weeks. This is going to be a group coaching session that I do once a week. We're going to meet on Saturdays. Every week, we're going to go over a topic. So we're going to start off with planning your podcast, and we're going to talk about your website, and then we're going to talk about equipment and things like that. And by the end of that six weeks, you will be in iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play Music and Tune. In. If you're interested in that, again, go over to start podcasting in six weeks. The following is an opinion and only an opinion. All right. I will last bit as we head out the door here. There's a uh, new article going to be coming out, and I believe I'm going to be quoted in it. And it's asking the question, is there a discoverability problem in podcasting? And so I thought I would share. And this is just an opinion. The following is just an opinion and only an opinion. And uh, here's what I have to think when people say, man, there's a problem because, you know, there's you can't find any podcasts. So here's my thoughts on this. And if you disagree, I know it sounds weird. Feel free to let me know. I'm always open to another an opinion because maybe there's something I'm missing, especially when we're talking about technology. 
So here's my thought on this. Discoverability. I don't think it's a problem. You can discover podcasts on any subject you want. Go to any podcast app, type a subject in the search, and press enter, and booyah, discovery problem solved. There's a bunch of results right there. And if that doesn't work for you, there is this thing, I don't know, you may have heard of it, called Google. So if I'm looking for a podcast about weddings, and I type in the phrase weddings, podcast, just type on the word podcast to the end of whatever you're searching for, you're going to get results. I don't think there's a discoverability problem there. The people that say there's a discoverability problem are saying that because their show's not coming up in search results. Now, my guess is, and correct me if I'm wrong, they have four episodes published, their show is poorly named, and they have a, if I record it, they will come mentality. Directories like Apple Podcasts app are like giant digital phone books, except, well, they have podcasts in them instead of, you know, uh, phone numbers. And when people expect to get popular or famous or rich from being in the Apple Podcast app, it's like saying I'm going to be famous because I'm in the phone book. Discovering quality podcasts that deliver value. That is the problem. Yes, I know podcasting has no rules. You can do whatever you want. But putting a single microphone like the Blue Yeti in the middle of a table while you and your friends laugh about inside jokes from 10 years ago doesn't do anything for your audience. It does something for you. So by all means, do that. But it does nothing for your audience. And most of the shows that I listen to are created by people that I've either met in person heard on another podcast, or referred to by friends. Now, I can see where people feel there's a problem because there are topics like real estate, fantasy football, entrepreneurs that just have a ton of podcasts. And if an app only shows 100 results and there are 200 podcasts available on that subject, well, then 100 people feel there's a discoverability problem. And according to Apple, There are 400,000 podcasts in the Apple Podcast directory with a thousand more being added every week. Now, to an app developer that's trying to come up with some sort of search algorithm, that's like being fed with a fire hose. I would love to see is any energy and effort that's going to go into, you know, quote, solving the discovery problem. I'd love to see that go into publicity about how to subscribe to a podcast and explaining what the heck a podcast is. Everyone knows what an Amazon Echo is due to the the publicity through those commercials. There are no commercials for podcasts to inspire people to go out and look for one. And I don't expect there ever is going to be one because, well, podcasts are free and commercials aren't. All right. So as we wrap up the door, where am I going to be? Well, October 21st, I'll be at the big podcast event in Nashville, Tennessee. Again, use the coupon code SOP to save $50 on your ticket. In November 10th and 11th, I'll be speaking at the DC PodFest. My presentation is going to be on, Is Your Podcast Making These Mistakes? On February 28th through March 2nd, this is in 2018, I'll be speaking at Social Media Marketing World. I have links to these out in the show notes. And in February 8th through the 10th, I'll be at podfest.us. That's down in Orlando, And if you would like to have me come speak at your event, I would love to do that. Simply go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact. If you'd like to have me on your podcast, basically, I love to talk about podcasting 24-7. So thanks so much for tuning in. Remember, if you want to start your podcast right now, it's super easy. Schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. 
Use the coupon code LISTENER. That's going to get you access to all the step-by-step tutorials from how to plan your podcast, how to build your website, how to pick your equipment, how to plug it in, how to submit yourself to iTunes, how to grow your audience, how to monetize your audience, and all parts in between. That's there. But wait, there's more. That's right. You get twice a month live group coaching. So if you have questions about any of the videos, you can ask me live face-to-face. And then last, of course, you get priority email support. So if you have a question about something, you simply email it. There's a special little link inside the School of Podcasting, and you get your questions answered quick. I would love to have you. Again, schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. Use the coupon code LISTENER. Thanks so much for tuning in. And until next week, class is dismissed. Dismissed.